and welcome to today's Almost Daily Devotion. We are in Genesis chapter 2, and we're going to start with the fourth verse. And this is the distinctly less popular version of the creation story, but let's listen to it um, and hear what we have to say. On the day the Lord God made earth and sky, before any wild plants appeared on the earth and before any field crops grew, because the Lord God hadn't yet set rain on the earth and there was still no human being to farm the fertile land, Though a stream rose from the earth and watered all of the fertile land. The Lord God formed the human from the topsoil of the land and blew life's breaths into his nostril. The human came to life. The Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east and put there the human he had formed. In the fertile land, the Lord God grew every beautiful tree with edible fruit. And also he grew the tree of life in the middle of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. A river flows from Eden to water the garden, and from there it divides into four headwaters. The Lord God took the human and settled him in the Garden of Eden to farm it and to take care of it. So, much like the Christmas story, we take um, what are different versions, different interpretations of a historical fact, and we allied them in our head. We combine them, we smush them together, because that's how life works. We combine these narratives together to, to find truth. And so we always have to wonder, we always have to ask, if there are two versions of this story, why did the editors, the people who, by God's leading, put the Bible together, why did they choose to keep two? Why do we need two versions of this story? What is the truth, the deeper truth God is trying to tell us? This is the less familiar version for many of us. We like the poetry of the two days, the seven days, and the symmetry of the light and the dark and the, the night and the day and the birds and the bees and the fish and, and all of that. It's cleaner. This one is a much more humble story. It says that God created the world. Does it tell us what order God created the world in? It doesn't tell us what how people appeared. It just said there was fertile land. But there wasn't anyone yet to tend it. It was fertile land, but there wasn't anyone left to t yet to tend it. And this probably, if we're counting, if we're making this argument, is a more accurate version, a more um, scientific, for lack of a better word, version of the story. It fits in a little bit better with that narrative. And here, humanity isn't given dominion over the earth. It's not put in charge of anything. And it's just called human. The Greek, or the Hebrew word Adam, which we translate as Adam, just means human person. And so here, it just says God created people. And then it isn't about dominion. It isn't about lording over. It isn't about controlling. It isn't about being in charge of anything. In this version of creation, humans are asked to tend the earth. It's about a mutual relationship between the human person and the creation that God has made. They are an equal part of the creation story. And it's much like parenting this tending or being a good farmer there are people who farm by being having dominion over their animals they don't respect the animals they don't treat the animals as if they 
are created by God. They treat them as if they have no feeling, no voice, no whatever. And that doesn't mean that we don't, you know, eventually kill the delicious chicken and eat it. Um, but there is a different style of farming, right? Where you can respect the animal in the process of raising it to become food. Parenting is similar. You know, we can dominionize. We can have dominion over our children. We can order them to obey us. And sometimes that would be really convenient. I could use a little fear sometime in my children. But the long-term healthier option is to tend to them. It's to create a relationship where there's mutuality on some level. Respect, yes. But respect doesn't have to mean force or power. In fact, the kind of respect that sticks, the kind of respect that really causes a long-term healthy relationship is the kind where there's an acknowledgement of each other's humanity and that we're all created by God. It's a nurturing, it's a caring for, it is a respect for creation and for the created order as equally made by God. And we're not given dominion over it in order to subdue it, but in order to continue the creation. I wonder how that might shape our approach to life a little bit. How we might think about life a little differently if we think about it as something that we are supposed to tend and not to conquer. What does it look like to tend life? To respect life? <laughs>